episode 203 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I'm September Janelle. Well, that is the month that it is. <laughs> and I'm glad that you said it now, because even if it takes me like a whole month to edit, I'll still be September. It so. will not take you a month. I know, I'm just saying, it gives me a long window. Then it will be outdated. Well, we have a very, uh, you know, current, up-to-the-minute, time-sensitive show for you all. We do? Oh, absolutely. We're going to be covering all the hot topics, like stuff we've done over the last week, movies we've seen, books we've read. Stuff you can get at the mall shop. Yeah, like all the hot topics. (laughs) So, you know, we want people to be up-to-date, current on what's going on in our world. Specifically our world. Not like the larger world, but like... Just our little Just us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can look on, like, the news for all those other things, but if you want to find out what's going on with the Vecchios... You know what? The news, the funny news that we watch, has not been up to date lately. Yeah, Janelle, when she's referring to the news, she's talking about all the late night talk shows and other humorous presentations of news. Don't worry, I look at the real news, too. But... It's kind of fun. It's like a spoonful of sugar to make the medicine go down. Yeah, I like their commentary. Well, we will give some commentary on our own news in our segment that we affectionately refer to as... The News. news. Take it away, Janelle. Oh, I would like you to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, or wherever you listen to our pod. And let me add, please, the magic word, because I didn't say please at the beginning of it. Didn't you, though? No, I just demanded it. Well, I'm glad, because we do have, you know, we have high expectations of our listeners, but we don't, like, expect them without reward, you know? Yeah. And... In order to reward such amazing participation, we're here providing you a free glimpse into our lives, as I uh, (laughs) mentioned previously. And, you know, hopefully you get a chuckle here and there. Get you You through your day. Perhaps a a moment of enlightenment or even a guffaw occasionally. I don't know what that means. Yes, you do. Oh, my gosh. If I had a penny for every time you said, yes, you do, when I said, I don't know what that means. But you do. I'd have, like, a whole dollar. Make a guess what a guffaw is. Just make a guess. I don't know. Use it in a sentence. All right. The audience member let out a huge guffaw at the humorous mention. Groan? No, it's a laugh. It's a belly laugh. (laughs) It's an LOL. Yeah, LOL. A guffaw is an LOL. LOL. Oh, see. Now it makes sense to me. This is the thing, though, you guys. So Janelle is a very intelligent individual and occasionally feigns a lack of understanding in order to work it to her advantage. For instance, (laughs) just the other day when you were, like, complaining about a board game we were playing... And you're like, I don't understand how this works. And meanwhile, you're like kicking all of our behinds. What was what that? What was that game? I don't know. I can't remember what it was now. But you're like, I'm not a genius or anything. I don't know how to do it. And I'm like, yeah, how come you're beating us all then? I don't remember what the game was. I know that was the exchange we had. You use that as like, oh, I'm not as smart as you or something like that. And it's like, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. 
Well, I don't remember that game now, and it's driving me crazy. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about oh, it in it more was, games. It was uh, Quicks, because I took a long time to like add my maths. No, it wasn't even that. It was just because you strategized differently than I would have. And, uh, oh, that's like right. It. I was just like, oh, is that the move you're going to make? Are you sure you want to make that move? And, I, and you're like, I'm not a genius. I'm like, well, how come you're beating us then? Anyways, Phil cannot stand when I make a move that he wouldn't make. And he has to say something like, oh, that's what you're going to do? Yeah. Has to. He can't. I can't help it sometimes. He can't not keep his mouth closed. It doesn't make me win anymore. He you still won. He has to say it. And yes, I did still win. I'm just saying. Even though I missed one little number pattern on a couple dice. Well, the whole point of all that is that you definitely know a lot more than you let on sometimes. I know what I know. <laughs> well, I know that our dear listeners uh, should also follow us on Podchaser if they're on there. It's a cool social media app type of thing for podcasts. Also, follow us on Instagram and uh, like us on Facebook and join our Facebook group. And finally, this is the most important of all of the things we've just mentioned for this week. Send us an email. You can write to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com or you can send us a message on our Mandarian Orange Show Facebook page. And uh, we would love to hear from you. Love to get some updates. I know that our listener uh, and frequent writer in her friend Ben has been uh, traveling the world. And he, he sent me a text at like 1.30 in the morning, I believe. And I was like, what's going on? Whatever, you were wide awake. Oh, yeah, that's right. I hadn't gone to bed yet. But if I had like been on a normal sleep schedule, I would. But then Ben knows I'm not, so that counts. <laughs> and he had a he has our Mandarin Orange Show sticker traveling across the English countryside. We need to get that boy some more merch. I know. We really need to do that. Some moss merch. How come we haven't? I don't know. Summer vacation, that's why. That's why. And now we're, like, still recuperating. You know, we're back in school, and then soon there's going to be the holidays and the <laughs> New Year's, and then we're just, I'm spent. Too much. And it's hot. It's so hot. We're not used to this weather in California. <laughs> and the rents have gone up. I don't know what that's Money from. Python. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. So, anyway, that's, that's our announcement type of news. What else has been going on? Well... Your mom had a birthday. That's right. We celebrated with her. I won't reveal her age because that's, you know, not kind to do so. But let's just say she's going to get some new discounts. <laughs> there could be like a, you know. I think any, that any gives age. it away. No. <laughs> what? There's lots of levels of discounts. Oh, that's true. That's true. Think it about is. it. All I'm saying is she hit a new tier of discounts. There's it's multiple. It's a big birthday. Well, now you've given it away. <laughs> I don't think your mom's worried about that. I didn't say how old she was. I just said she's going to get Neither new discounts. Neither one of us had said how you old You said it was big, so now you're the one saying old. I didn't say old. That could be 21. That would be weird. <laughs> Unless she's like Anyways. somehow a time traveler. Um, I've always enjoyed the way your mom likes to celebrate her birthday. In the past mom birthday celebrations, yard sailing. Yeah. 
has been that's a common a one. Big, big thing we do playing board games. Yeah. Um, I think we've gone to the movies. Definitely have gone to the yeah. movies. Barbecue. Mm-hmm. We've watched on the docket movies around the house. Yes. And this year was a little a little twist. Well, it wasn't too far of a twist <laughs> off of those. But yeah, there's a, our a local library. It's not the one like in our town, but it's the one in the town where Janelle works. Yeah, um, you check out my reel on my vacation pants because Instagram. Yeah, this library was fantastic. I've heard like about it, and I've been meaning to go, but we just never have. We go to the library in our town. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a big historic one. It's actually one of those ones. It's like a historic landmark. It's got a sign on the freeway, yeah. like the brown sign that says like you know historic landmark Come look next at exit. This beauty. It's really, really cool. But the reason we went to this library is that once a month, they have a huge sale on, like, used books. And they have a giant, like, downstairs basement area. (laughs) You bring your own bags. Bring your own bag, and it's $5 a bag. Well, if you're a member of the library, which we became. We joined. um, But all donations go to the library, so. Yeah, it's like a, you know, fundraiser for that. And... If you are a member, it's $5 a bag to fill up a bag of books, which is dangerous for someone who likes to buy a lot of books. Yeah, like, I don't know where you're going to put all these. I didn't get as many as my mom and dad did, so. Your mom and dad have a bigger house than you have. Well, they got more than I did. We only got, really, we paid for two bags, but it was more like a bag and a half. So, I mean, that's hardly anything. Oh, my gosh. And they've got a nice pile in the living room right now of all of them on the floor. So. Yeah. My favorite. It's I basically love it. Warehouse. I love it when you pile your hoard around the house. That's as far as it made it into the house is on the floor there. I'll put them away. Mm-hmm. As you'll see when we look at our fiction book section in a little while, I've been doing a lot of reading. So, you know. I mean, uh ferocious what do you always say you're a ferocious reader there you go and i have to you know keep my habit supplied mm-hmm. yeah but you could donate them after you've read them. i do some what what books have you donated i'm always sending books up to mom and matt what like in the last i don't know like a ton I I think most of the books you read, you like to keep. I, a lot of them, that's true, but not all. Think of how many I've sent up there recently. Every time they go up, I send them a pile of books. You do get rid of a lot of stuff. When uh, I know. In fact, the last time, well, when Mom and Dad came down for her birthday, not only did we have like her present that we got for her, but we had like giant bags of clothes to donate. And, like, old coat hangers, like, all kinds of stuff. And mom has all different places that she then passes it along for hand-me-downs or donations to different things. And so, I mean, I sent with them two giant black trash bags of stuff, plus, like, multiple other small As long as more bags. goes out than comes like in. Like, so much more. Then I'm okay with it. So much more. And what mom and dad do with it after then, it's not, you know, it's out of my hands. <laughs> it's not our problem. It's not my problem anymore. <laughs> it's not in my garage anymore. <laughs> Poor dad. <laughs> <laughs> Poor dad. Well, 
Uh, anyway, so we had so a fun we time. That. We did the, the, the book sale with mom, and then we came back to the house, and we have really, you know, for a long time have been working on doing this Alfred Hitchcock, watching every Alfred Hitchcock movie in order. So we watched a couple of those. So we watched two Alfred Hitchcock movies. Yep. And um, it was pretty great. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll discuss those in the movies. And, uh, I played yeah, a board game day. with her. While you and Dad went and got food, <laughs> yeah, um, we we uh, oh, I guess I didn't play any board games. No, that I day. just I just played with her because our kids were playing games with my sister. Your dad and I talked retirement, teaching talk, teaching talk. I got all the stats now. Oh, good. Yeah, you gonna retire next year? I mean, I can retire in twelve years. 12 years, that's a dozen. But that's, like, still in my 50s. That's true. We could retire comfortably. I like comfort. And you also, we were calculating, you're going to get money back from Social Security from your high school jobs. My high school job? Like, anytime you paid into Social Security, they add that all together. Yeah, the problem is you mo- get that most of my work has been at churches, which doesn't pay into it, right? Right. Yeah. But since you started being a working person, you pay in the Social Security. I mean, I've had a couple of normaler jobs. I'm just saying, like, me too. I, I mean, I don't pay into Social Security as a teacher be- because I have retirement. Right. But... I had a lot of jobs before I was a teacher, and you get that money, too. What about substitute teaching? That doesn't count either. No, it doesn't. It's chosen poorly. (laughs) No, but you do pay pay into retirement a little into CalSTRS with subbing. Well, my retirement's out in the garage, and it's a whole (laughs) room full of CDs and other stuff to sell, so... Basically, I just got to do that. It's good to go. But 12 years. I can do 12 years. You can do 12 years. I've done 18. What's 12 more? Gosh. Making me sad. No, it's good. It's good. Your dad fills me in on all the financials. Well, that's good. Uh, Also, this week, I was emperor for a day. You were. Your ninth one. No, eighth. I thought you found nine. Mm -mm. Only eight. I still have four left. You have four left. Yeah. So, if you guys remember, Janelle and the kids hid the coupons for Emperor for Day all around the house. In 2021. Yeah, Father's Day. Yeah. And I have found eight of the 12 thus far. And each one I get an Emperor for a Day celebration. In a couple months. So, and this one we just did was like the last one that I have found. So, you got to earn more. I gotta find more. I don't know where they are. It's rough. You don't remember where they all are. Um, I I wrote it all down. I know, but off the top of your head. But I remember two off the top of my head. What do you you remember about them? I'm not telling you. Okay, I'm just seeing if I get anything out of you. No. But on my Emperor for a Day, it was a lot of fun. What did we do? What was your favorite thing we got to do on my Emperor for a Day? I liked a couple things. I liked how you... Had us play Nine Parchies. Yeah. Because it's been... That's Nine Parchments, the video game. We beat it. Right. And now we're going back 
being leveled up. And unlocking everything. Yeah. And it was really frustrating for me the first couple times we played, but now it's now really you're good fun. At it. And then um, I really liked how you did a puzzle with the kids while I worked on my 3,000-piece right. puzzle. That was really unique and fun. I like to mix it up. We did reading, puzzling, movies, music, of course, video games. He basically does the Mandarin Orange Show, yeah. but live. Just out, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And we ate. We did eat. What did you pick as your special meal? My special meal that I chose. What did I choose? Oh, oh yeah. You've been having this crazy. For- How can I forget this? I have for like... Several weeks now. I think I had like a dream about this or you something. You probably did. And like, I just can't stop thinking about it. But I have wanted something that we haven't gotten for years. Like, I can't remember. I the didn't last even time. think they made it anymore. But I just wanted like a bucket of like the extra crispy chicken at KFC. And he wanted it to come in a bucket. He yeah, specified it. I, I like. I don't know. It was probably a month ago or something. I dreamed about it, and I'm like. I can't even remember the last time that we got chicken in a bucket at KFC. I'm like, I need to have that. And so on Emperor for a day, that was my request, and we got to have it. It was Extra good. Extra crispy. It's, uh, it's a lot, but it's good. There's still leftovers. You do have leftovers. And then your second meal you had today, because we're counting calories, and you wanted to spread it out. That's right. And what was your second meal? Just one of Jack in the Box tacos. I mean, Jack in the Box tacos are a delight. Sometimes you just have like a craving, you know. Let me tell you too. If you download the app, which isn't super reliable because they told me when I got there they <laughs> didn't have my order. But if you order on the app and you go to app exclusives, you can get two tacos for 99 cents still. That's crazy. I ordered 16 tacos and it was $7 and some change. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Anyways, order on the app. Go inside so you can get as much sauce as you want. (laughs) Yeah. We've gone over sauce issues recently, but man. Jack Jack in the Box taco sauce is really good. It's very specifically for Jack in the Box tacos. Yeah, you can't have it on other stuff. I mean, like, I can't think of what else you would put it on. No, you don't mix that stuff. Maybe Baker's. I feel like Baker's is kind of a universal Mm, one. Baker's... You can do on multiple things, but I don't think you could put a jack-in-the-box on a baker. I think you could. I think you'd be surprised. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to try that at some point. <laughs> All right. Well, that's pretty much it for the news. That's uh, You've caught up now with us, and we've got some other stuff we need to cover, so let's move it right along in movie time. Movie time. Yeah, it's only been a week, but we've definitely watched some. Well, like I said, we watched a couple movies with my mom. So the two Alfred Hitchcock movies, we tried to go for three, but everyone except me fell asleep. Well, I think my dad might have been awake still. But anyway, we wound up sticking with the two. (laughs) So first we watched, and this will tell you where we are in the Alfred Hitchcock catalog, The Man Who Knew Too Much, but the original one. Mm -hmm. And uh, with Peter Lorre, what did you think of that one? It was great. Really good, huh? Yeah. I uh, I want to watch the other one back to back, but I know you're doing everything in order. I mean, we could. Just not like mom and I are watching them all in order. Yeah. We, we could watch it back to back if you want to compare. I kind of want to compare. I'm down for that. It, it's really good, and you can see why they 
chose that one to remake. Well, and your uh, Alfred Hitchcock remade it, though. It's not like I know, just someone I know. else. You said they. Like, he's one of the few movie makers that have actually done a remake of his own <laughs> movie. Like, you know, mainstream. Yeah. And then we watched The 39 Steps. Mm-hmm. And what did you think of that? I really liked 39 Steps, too. That's... Oh, that was The Spy. Yeah, I remember he's... Yeah. It's one of the mini Alfred Hitchcock ones where he was wrongly accused of a crime and, you know, he has to, like, you know, make an escape to go prove his innocence. It's really funny. Yeah. It was, like, comedy funny. So, which, you know, he always has a little comedy, but this one I was... It's quite a bit. I was gaffing. (laughs) That means making mistakes. Guaffing? That's just not a word at all. I don't know. Whatever you said before, I was doing that. Yeah, it's guffawing. Oh, that's good. Uh, No, I I think we're finally getting into the era where, like, you like the Alfred Hitchcock ones, and that helps. I did, because I never... I think I made it through five minutes of your silent films. Yeah. It's not my thing. I enjoyed it. It's different, though. Like, this is where he's, like, hit his stride now. Like, we're... And we've got some solid ones. Next one is Secret Agent. We've got Lady Vanishes coming up soon. Young and Innocent. I don't know. I don't have to listen from you, but a lot of good ones. So. It's great. We also, on my Emperor for a Day, I wanted to just watch like an old Disney movie. Something on Disney. I feel like Disney Plus has such potential to put all the old Disney content on there. <laughs> and they really, there are some good things on there, but there's so much that's not on there. Like, what I really wanted to watch was the North Avenue Irregulars. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's gotta that. be on there. It's a great classic, like, live-action live Disney movie. It's not on there. And I feel like it used to be. Like, I'm almost sure it was. But maybe it wasn't. Maybe, maybe I just was imagining it should be. Because they have this huge catalog. And, like, instead of doing another season of, I don't know, The Descendants or That's So <laughs> Raven or whatever, like, give us the classics. I'm not saying they can't have that stuff on there, too, but, like... It feels like it shouldn't be that hard, right? Like, they've got a huge catalog. I don't understand why they take anything off. Just keep it all up. Well, I don't know if they took it off for sure, but they have not put a lot of stuff on there that they should. And if they did, like, they could be rolling out new things every week, you Mm -hmm. know? But And they should have a separate section for it. When it first went on, they had stuff where it was, like, by era or by dates, you know, by decade. And now it's just kind of all mixed in there. So when I want to find something old, i got to, like, dig around. But I did find a good one from 1986, I believe. And it was a made-for-TV, probably like Wonderful World of Disney, I'm going to say. Something like that. Um, so it was only like 47 minutes without commercials and everything. But it was called Case Busters. <laughs> so amazing. Let me tell you guys. you should If you have Disney+, Plus, this is highly <laughs> recommended. It is like the most 1986 thing it possibly could have been. Yeah, who's in it? Okay, well, first of all, like, the the main kid, one of the two main kids, is Noah Hathaway, who's a Treyu from The NeverEnding Story, mm-hmm. which is incredible. A very different character for him. You just gotta see it to believe it. The other kid, like, kind of like a kid that they befriend, he's in, like, a bunch of stuff. Kind of like a proto-Bill and Ted. Like, this is before Bill and Ted, but definitely in that era. In fact, you found out... He, he actually auditioned for Bill and Ted and, and did not get it. Right, He was like one of the last people. But he was in a lot of other movies as that type of character. Um, well, I know he was in Summer School. That's one. 
with Mark Harmon. I don't know, a bunch of other stuff like that where he's kind of like the California dude, you know. Very, very good. And I can't think of the, the guy's name, but... And this definitely took place in California. Oh, yeah. This was in, like, somewhere around... L.A. L.A., Burbank, or something along those lines. And then one more actor uh, was... I can't think of his name either, but he was Commissioner Gordon in all of the uh, Tim Burton and then later Joel Schumacher uh, Batman, Batman movies. So... I mean that's a pretty stacked cast already. Tell us what uh, what the movie is about. So the movie is about two kids who go visit their grandpa, who is a retired police officer, who's turned into his own security guard for the neighborhood. But somehow it's like his business. But I don't it's know who his pays business. him. Yeah, nobody's paying him. And anyways, the kids come out there and they decide to solve a mystery together, a crime. Yeah, so they go up into like an abandoned house because they can see the whole neighborhood from there. Just waiting to see a crime happen. And it just so happens that the house next door is also like a crime house. And they uncover, I don't know if we should spoil what the crime is, but there's some crime going on. It's and, all uh, crime, but like multiple crimes happened at the house. It's it's like a monk episode. It is like it's it's pretty wild. The opening credits alone on this thing are worth watching. Like it's just yeah. If you imagine like if you took all of 1986 and boiled it down into its most like essential elements and then put it onto film, that's what this is. Well, and here's another weird thing. We were like, wow, they licensed Michael Jackson and Madonna? Yeah, like a bunch songs? of pop songs. But they were like They were covers. not. They were covers, but they sounded just like them. Well, and like the... And they had different The names. Beat It, yeah. Like Michael Jackson Beat It was on there, but they called it Eat It, but it was mm-hmm. not Michael like Jack- Weird Al. Like it was a sound of like... Michael Jackson, Limits. and then was it Lucky Star? Uh, yeah, I think it was right. Yeah, and but I think I don't know if they even changed the name, but it wasn't performed by Madonna though. No, and there was a couple others like that because I was like, because wow, we were that's... like, wow, for a little made-for-TV yeah. movie, World of Disney, but they, they were like... just knockoffs. So weird. Anyways, it's definitely, and it's shorter. You can watch it in forty-seven minutes. Quick it's watch. it is a good watch. There, Case Busters. If you want to see some kids bust a case, <laughs> this is the one for you. I really wish there were more. That's what I'm saying. Like that type of thing, they should have like all of those because yeah. that's gold. That's gold. Wait, so there are more in the Case Buster series? Oh no, no, no! I just mean there's more of those. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm Wonderful World saying, of Disney like, ones. They lended itself to like. There was going to be more case busters yeah, that they never and they made didn't do it. Well, that we know of. I guess I could look it up. Maybe. We'll have to see. Anyway, that was fun. Finally, in the movies section, we did see Spider-Man No Way Home, the, what is it called? Like, extra stuff edition or something? Whatever it is. I don't think it's called extra stuff edition. No, I thought there was, like, a the subtitle to it. I don't know. Well, anyway, they re-released Spider-Man No Way Home with, uh, like, I think it's like 11 minutes of extra footage sprinkled all throughout it. It felt like more. It did. And, I mean, obviously, it's a bid to get a little more money out of it. But, man, it was worth it. It was so good. That movie is just, it's perfect. It's phenomenal. It's so funny. I'm, like, crying all the way through it. I was crying like a baby. And it's so cool. 
It is so cool. It's so great. So if you liked it and you have a chance to get to the theater, I mean, I know it made, it actually did really well over the weekend yeah. because they had that crazy thing where like every movie theater was like $3 tickets for a Saturday, mm-hmm. which we did not go to because um, everything was like sold crowds. out and I did not want to be in a crowd. So we went on Monday and yeah. we were like in an almost empty theater. There were some people like way far away from us. I was thinking about, and we actually did look at this. But if it's a small enough theater, I mean, it'd only be like 150 bucks to rent out the whole theater for $3. For bucks. $3 a seat, yeah. But there's just nothing that was, like, worth it. And Spider-Man is playing big theaters. Yeah, and I th- part of the reason I think they did that is that there really wasn't anything out. There's, like, there's no new movies out, out, hardly. And, you know, I mean, like, the top ones were, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the top two movies of the weekend were Spider-Man and then that Top Gun Really? Yeah, yeah. Two it was like that have been at least it, for... it was in the top three anyway. So, yeah, it's it was a slow weekend at the box office. Good for Spider Man though. It was so great, and this is the first time we saw it without a screaming child and without somebody crying behind us yeah. and talking out loud. Yeah. So this was definitely because we were. Like, in there practically by ourselves. Agreed. Well, that's it for movies. And we are going to move along. We got a couple other segments that we have some, like, backlog we got to get through here. Yes. The next one is Couch Potato Corner. Couch Potato Corner. This CPC. Well, we are continuing to watch She-Hulk. Now, did we talk about it already before? I guess we had, huh? I think we have, right? Must have. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's we great. Did. It's great. Yeah, we talked about it, and it just continues to be a delight. Yeah, it's just, it's funny, and I mean, I think I think that's all it needs to be. It's funny. Right. Like, you gotta have some good funny. It's great. I mean, not that there's no emotional depth to it, but I think this is like... It's just a good straight-up comedy, and yeah. I like it. it's pretty funny. I like it a lot. And then, on your mom's birthday, we watched an Alfred Hitchcock Presents, the Cheney vase? Yeah, well, because one of those things where, like, some of these older movies, you know, they're in public domain, and so, depending on the version of the DVD, sometimes they stick extra stuff on there. In this case, an episode of Alfred Hitchcock Presents, which these ones get... There's a couple of them that get thrown around a lot. The Sorcerer's Apprentice, I think, is the, another one. Yeah. That's like... They just, you know, because it's free, so they stick it on there. But anyway, it was on there, and my mom's like, oh, let's watch that. That'd be fun. So we watched that in between as like a palate cleanser well, in between she, the movies. she thought she was going to take a nap. Yeah. But then she it. just watched but it But then anyway. she just watched it. I love it. I mean, Alfred Hitchcock is sort of like a... A little bit less supernatural heavy Twilight Zone. It's usually more like ironic twists, but like realistic fiction. Although mm-hmm. he did do some supernatural things on it too. But it's very much that anthology type stuff. And man, it's great. Yeah. And he's, and this he's had a character. The um, dad from Christmas Story. Yeah, Darren McGavin. Yeah. Yeah. So. Very, very good. Um, and then. Also with my mom, my mom absolutely loves, it's called dry bar comedy. Yeah. Which is like, it's just stand-up comedy, but it's at, like, the main, at least the original one, 
is at a place where like they don't have alcohol because yeah. it's in Utah and they generally like you know it's PG right? right like so they don't say a lot of bad words and they don't have you know it's it's PG right and so she loves it she likes stand up comedy and it's you know stand up comedy without all that other stuff so she watches a lot of that and so we watched a guy that just just randomly won on there. Yeah. I can't remember what his name was. Do you remember what his name was? Mm-mm. Kermit something. Kermit. But I can't. A P.O., I think. Kermit a P.O. Gosh, I got it. There we go. I didn't have to look it up. Yeah. And it's funny. He's from Hawaii, and uh, but now he lives in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And he had a lot of good jokes. So yeah. If you like stand-up comedy, that's a place you can watch them. We got to get your mom to the club. She the does. She club. desperately wants to. Every time In they promo. showed a crowd reaction, we're like, mom's like, that's that who I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because when we went to Utah, we mentioned that they're really into soda pop stations where they have like all these creative beverages, yeah. not coffee. Right. It's like it's not soda. Caffeine, right. Yeah. So it's usually like a, a Sprite with some flavors in it. Like Luke got like a gummy shark one. Right. And there's a lot of like Shirley Temples. And I think it's because they don't, you know, have a lot of coffee drinkers and a lot of drinkers in general. Yeah. So in yeah, Utah. Have something else to drink. So we really liked their soda pop stops. That's pretty much it for TV, but we have another big section it's we got to do. It's a big one. It's a big one. I'm going to go through it really fast because we haven't talked about it in a while, and I've done a lot of reading, so it's time for fiction books. You like fiction books? Fiction books is one of my favorite kinds of books. Do you like fiction? Like it. I try to love it. That's crazy. I've never met anyone else who likes fiction. Now, unfortunately, you've read several nonfiction books that will not be mentioned in here. Oh, will they? They will not. not be. But on our trip, on our summer trip and our, you know, other trips. I read some fiction books well, on that trip. I think they're on the list here. Yeah, they are. I've done a lot of reading recently. So let's give some book recommendations here. Janelle, the first one is one that you read. The second book in the Mysterious Benedict Society. Yeah. What do you think? I... It was okay. It wasn't, like, uh, as wonderful as the first one. I mean, the first one is the best, but it's yeah. still great. I don't know. It kind of felt like the... I don't know. It just felt like a sequel metal movie to me. Mm, don't <laughs> tell the kids that. I hope they don't hear this when I'm editing, because <laughs> you will have words. I'm going to read them all, because um, it's one of my... Uh, Queen for a Day achievement. It's so good. It's because you took forever to read it, so you got like bored bored of it because probably. you stretched it That's out. That's probably it too. All right, you're also reading sideways stories from Wayside School, or no? Wayside School is falling down. I the read the the um, first one, and we're in the middle of the second one. Classic. Excellent. I also have to say about that one is when. It was really cool to read that when I was, like, in elementary school. And I just, like, didn't get it then. Like, i try to read it, and I'd be like, I don't understand. And now, as an adult... <laughs> you get all the jokes? I love it. So. so much fun. Okay, here we go. See if you can hear this. That's me cracking my knuckles, getting ready for this big, long list here. But I'm going to go fast. 
Okay. So, also with the kids, I've been reading The Great Brain. I've talked about that along the way, but I'm just giving you an update. We're on book six out of eight. We're almost done with book six, and it's great. Other books that I've read since we've last spoken. Okay, then I've got the books that I read while we are actually on the trip. And uh, let's just go through them quickly here. Let's see, Fuzzy Mud is one that I read. I picked this up, I don't know, I think it was a Scholastic book sale a long time ago. And it's by uh, the same author of Sideways Stories from Wayside School, mm. uh, Lewis Sacker. It's a very, very different type of book. It was really good. I like probably his other stuff better, but definitely worth a read. And let's see, then, oh, well, Time Machine. This one is fun. I actually started this reading out loud with you guys. as a book I brought on the backpack. I've actually been reading out loud with all three of you because you've never read it before either. No. What are your thoughts of the Time Machine so far? It's got a little archaic language for me, but you explain it. Yeah. So that's good. Um, You say you're doing it for me and not really the kids. (laughs) (laughs) I just am joking about it because our kids, when I say it, are like, yeah, we know, Dad. We know what that means. Well, they don't say Dad. They say Dad. No, it's good. I'm excited to watch the movie after. That's how I can get Janelle to read a classic thing, is I will watch the movie later. Uh, And I remember liking the old Time Machine, like the classic, and I like the new one. I like them both. We're going to watch them. So I want to see how close they are to the movies, which, from what I remember, not so much. Yeah, the modern one, they add quite a bit. I, I won't spoil it, but... It's a short read, right? I mean, it depends on how good you are with archaic language. If you can blast through it, it's really quick, yes. If you're, you know... Explaining every other word. No, no, I'm not saying that. I, I, we're going through it very quickly, but if you're... depends on your level of reading that you're accustomed to, you know. It's, it's, it was written around the turn of the century, you know. So, anyway. It's very, like... It's very profound... As, like, how much he knew about, like, because it's, I mean, the time machine, so I guess it's about Yeah, he's <laughs> modern, making predictions about the, fu- the, future. the future. And it's like, how did he know all of that stuff? Well, he just did a whole thing about global warming. Yes. Which uh, I thought was interesting since that was like, I mean, again, I can't you remember if it was that's new. late 1800s or early 1900s. Yeah. Um, some other couple other things too that he predicted that were like eerily like right on like where we're at now, you know? Yeah, and just like how society thinks about people from different walks of life. Like he just kind of predicts it all. Yeah, he's very he's very prescient. So that's what I will say about that. Okay, another one that I read was um, called War Stories by Gordon Corman. And I've talked about Gordon Corman a ton on here. This one was, like, much more, like, emotional than he usually does. A lot of times they're very funny. He's definitely covered some, like, heavier topics sometimes. But this one was amazing. It was this his kid whose uh, grandfather was in World War II, and he goes with him, like, on a tour through Europe to, like, see, like, some of the places where things happen. And it, like... You know, it was very carefully researched and talked all about, like, it kind of flashes back and forth between them being there in the present and then what he was going through during the war. And it's, like, devastating. Like, I was mm-hmm. crying the whole time reading it. It was very, very And very you said that the flash forward was 2020. Oh, yeah. This was really interesting because he wrote it in, like, you know, 2019 or whatever. And it was published, 
I want to say in like February of 2020, something like that. But it was set in like the spring, like, you know, May or something <laughs> like that of 2020, where they go on this big tour through Europe and they're traveling around and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this right. was written before he knew what was going to happen in 2020. Right. And so, so bizarre. Because there there's no mention. I mean, there's no way they would have been flying around at that point, you right. know, and going there with all these outdoor events and stuff like that and big groups and stuff. So just kind of a funny little little thing there let's see i've never read this before but you know we recently watched the movies of jurassic park and i was like huh i should read the book i had a copy of it and i actually finally read jurassic park and it was great you really liked it. i really did like i I, re- I plowed through that thing it was super good i actually picked up a few more michael crichton books at this book sale because i uh i don't know guys i think this guy uh this crichton's got uh got a big future. Something? yeah <laughs> we're gonna see big things um, <laughs> like I said, cutting edge, timely stuff here. Then, uh, just a little one I picked up. This was, I think we talked about how we went to a, a bookstore for me on Father's Day. So a lot of these I picked up on the trip actually and read. I got a mad magazine book by Al Jaffe called Mad Monstrosities. Read through that. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Um, I think we talked about reading Babe because we read the, we watched, we watched the, the movie, but so I read Babe. We all read Babe. James Riley's newest book, Once Upon Another Time, was another one that we read. I read early on. Did you read that one yet? You haven't read that one yet. No. All the kids and I read it. Fantastic. It's like a spin-off series of his original one, Half Upon a Time. And oh I do love the he's just Half the greatest. Upon a Time books. Such a cool guy. We've had him on the show, if you guys remember correctly, and hopefully we'll uh, make that happen again because he's just He's great. He's a delight and he's a great author. Another one that I picked up was uh, Sixth Grade Secrets. It was also by Lewis Sacker, which is why I picked it up. Very, very fun. I always wonder about ones like that. I'm pretty sure that, like, the publishers make the authors do some books that have, like, a grade level in it because kids love to, you know, oh, I'm in sixth grade. I'm going to buy this book, like, at the book sale. Gordon Corman has uh, Radio Fifth Grade and the Sixth Grade Nickname Game couple of other, you know, every author that does, like, middle grade books, mm-hmm. I feel like, has those, so. Um, but it was fun. It was fun. Another fun little Lewis Sacker book there. Then I read a book. This one we just happened to pick up at the Romans Bookstore in Pasadena when we stopped there in the beginning of our trip. The title caught my eye, and it's called The Book That Proves Time Travel Happens. This was really fun. Like, it was funny, and it was... Definitely a little like heavier subject matter than I would have thought because they do time travel. They go back into the 1800s and in, in America and there's two, well, three kids that wind up traveling back and they're all of different varying ethnicities, but none of them white and they have interesting adventures as a result mm-hmm. in the 1800s, you know, and it's, it's a lot heavier than you would think, but also it's really fun and funny. Um, Audrey's reading it. Audrey's reading it right now. Well, it's funny because... We were, um, we had meatloaf in a crock pot tonight, uh-huh. and some of the the kids I threw in some baked potatoes and carrots, and they didn't cook evenly, so you were working on microwaving it so that we could have dinner. Okay. And Audrey was over there standing over the book, like getting as many pages of it as she could. Girl likes to read. I mean, it was so cute. I almost like took a picture of her because she was like pouring over it. <laughs> She's like, okay, I can get a few more pages in. She is a voracious reader. Definitely. 
All right, another one that I picked up at the uh, Half Price Books on Father's Day. And I think I've mentioned this before, but I have a bizarre little collection of books. I love, like, middle grade mostly is where this comes out, or, like, you know, young adult books or that kind of thing. But it's mostly, like, you know, those younger kid books that have weird <laughs> ghosts in the title. Yeah. So I picked this one up. It's called Phone Call from a Ghost. But I also have things like Ghosts That Went to School, uh, the ghost in my soup, you know, all that kind of thing. Like, anything that has, like, a silly ghost name. It's got to be silly ghosts. Because oh, you yeah. weren't really into, like, real ghosts. No, 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 no. Like, I like the silly stuff. ghosts. Like, if it's got... Because I read all that, like... Yeah, I'm not saying I never read those. Scary ghost stuff in middle school. This one actually read more, like, scary stories to tell in the dark. It was more of that, like, collection of stories yeah. that was kind of, you know, like a... Anthology. Yeah, that kind of thing. But it's still, it was told for more modern audiences, right? So they talked about, like, how ghosts use technology now and stuff. <laughs> very, very silly. Like, so dumb. I love that kind of stuff. There's a ghost in my soup. Yeah. Uh, anything like that. I, I, one of these days I'll pull them out and just show off the whole list. But I love them. There you go. Now, here's a fiction one that you read yes. on our trip. Uh, Blue Castle. Oh, yes. Tell us about the Blue Castle. The Blue Castle was a fantastic read. I read it in a couple days. Who's it by? Lucy Maud Montgomery. That's right. Our girl. And how did you come to like be interested in reading it? You. Yeah. And what brought up the subject recently? Well, if you guys remember, we had Dave and Kristen Champa on our 200th episode. And we, you brought up that we should read The Blue Castle. And we all made a commitment to read it. And we all did. Yeah. Well, so, I'd read it before. But I, yeah. you know, I'm always trying to encourage the Champas to read more Lucy Mom Montgomery. They've read some. They do the podcast, by the way, um, about... Lucy Ma Montgomery, specifically Anne. It's called Call Me Call Cordelia. Cordelia. And also they've covered all of the Avonlea series. Yes. And so I was like, yeah, you guys got to read some. And they were talking about which ones they'd read. And I said, let me give you my recommendation. Yeah. And I told them about The Blue Castle. The great thing about The Blue Castle, I mean, one of the many things, it's it's a very different in her catalog. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not set in Prince Edward Island, which all the rest of her novels are. And it's, you know, it's like a... Like an adult woman, it's more of like a romance in that kind of way. Oh my but, gosh, it was so romantic, right? But it's just, it's just a very different. Like I think people pigeonhole Lucy Ma Montgomery and think she only wrote one kind of story, but there's a lot of a variety Death. in her catalog. And so I recommended it to them, and both of the champas read it. And Dave, who hadn't read much of any, from what I understand, yeah. said he really enjoyed it. Yeah, so. I. Th- I mean, I listened to their trip to Prince Edward Island recently, and they've got, like, a special copy of it, even. And they're going to do a special episode on the Blue Castle. They haven't done it yet, so look for that when it comes out. Yeah, for sure. Because it was fantastic. I also read Banner in the Sky, which I've read before, like, a number of times. I've read that before, too. So this is the one. Have you really, you think? Yeah. This is the one I don't think you have because you said you hadn't before. This is the one I've told you about it. It's the book about the first person who climbed the Matterhorn. Oh, never mind. And then, yeah, I didn't think so. Because then there was a uh, a movie that Disney did yeah. called Third Man on the Mountain based yeah. on the book. And then from that movie, they made the Matterhorn at Disneyland. 
You really liked that book. Oh too. my gosh! I, I mean, I've read it before, and it's just—it's. You beautiful. said you appreciated it more now. I did. I do. It's a beautiful story, and I really like it. And if you like adventures, it's a great one. This one is just silly. I just had to mention that I picked this book up. It's a Monty Python book. It's called Monty Python's Big Red Book, which is a big blue book that I picked up. And uh, But it's called The Big Red Book. Mm-hmm. And it's the special new hardback edition, which is actually a paperback. <laughs> which is fantastic. So that's great. Uh, I read a J.R.R. Tolkien book I've never read. It's actually a collection of a couple of his short stories. One of them is called Farmer Giles of Ham. And the other is Smith of Wutan Major. Yeah. And very, very fun. I mean, I love Tolkien and I love his style. My favorite of the two is Farmer Giles of Ham. It was really funny. I don't think it has any connection to, like, Middle Earth that I'm aware of. It's just a couple of short stories that he did. But, I mean, you know, they're fantasy stories. But I don't think it's supposed to be in that same world. But I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it's something I don't know. Any Tolkien fans out there, you know, let me know if I'm missing something. But it's great. I've never read them before. Picked them up in a little book set and liked it. Okay. I got three more. My current one I'm reading is called The Union Club Mysteries. They're kind of like Encyclopedia Brown, where each one you have to like solve and it has an answer later. But it's mm. written by Isaac Asimov, which is very different. Yeah. It's fun. Then I read one called Goody Hall by Natalie Babbitt. She's the one that wrote Tuck Everlasting, amongst other books. It's probably her most famous work. I've read that. And <laughs> this one is really good, too. It's kind of like a little mystery, almost like a little spooky at parts, and very touching. And I loved it. She's got such a unique writing style. Like, her stories... I've read others by her as well. Never read this one before, and it's great. And finally, and this might be, like, the biggest, like, fun surprise for me of all of them. Because it looked fine. I Actually, Audrey picked this one up. She said it was really good, and I should read it. It's called The School Story. And it's a story about a girl who wants to write a novel. And she and her friend... Uh, You know, they're like in middle school, I think. And she and her friend come up with a plan for how to get her book published while she's in middle school. And it is like really funny. It is so inspiring. If you can read this book and not want to like create something or write something, then I don't know what to tell you. Like it is just, it's beautiful. It made me cry. And it just was like such a good book. It's, and the artwork is by Brian Selznick who did Hugo oh, yeah. and Wonderstruck, um, amongst other great books. Um, the author is Andrew Clements. And I highly recommend it. Like, it, the book cover just kind of looks like it's going to be, like, a typical kid book, but it is not. Like, it is beautiful. And the characters that he writes, oh, my gosh. Like, it's just, it is beautiful. Highly, highly recommended. That's called The School Story. All right. That brings you up to date on a lot of books. Yeah, I will not talk about um, the Office BFS no, book good. that good. I read. You definitely can't mention that again. And here. I will also not talk about um, Tales from a Flight Attendant. Oh, my gosh. I won't talk about any of that. Good. And But I will talk about I'm reading the, the novelization of <laughs> Back to the Future as told by... Oh, yeah, Ryan North. Ryan North. Well, it's Which him writing. It's a book that he wrote about the novelization. About reading the novelization. Right. So I it's guess his, it like, is fiction in a way. It is. But I'll let it slide because it's an analysis of a fiction book. And I'm reading them on an iPad. 
which I've never Yeah, well, because he never did a physical version of it. Yeah. So. It's like one of the only books, I think it may be the only book I ever read all the way through, like, digitally, but <laughs> I think I might have read, like, one other. I think the one of those video game ones that they only did digitally as well. Anyway. That's it for books. Um, we are going to cover other stuff another time, but I think we're going to draw it to a close. Yeah. Because. We filled it up. We did. I always think we're not going to have enough to say, and then. <laughs> yeah. He always never, starts like, the show. Like, we need, we need to talk about some more stuff. Like, we, we had a low-key week. About. Yeah. But I tell him, No. We always have enough to talk about. Even on a week when it's been like over 100 degrees every day. So we've just just been like chilling out inside the house when we don't have to be out doing something. There's still plenty to talk about. Yeah. And now we're caught up on a lot of like back stuff, you know. So that's good. It is good. It is good. Well, it is good to record a show with you. It is good to record a show with you. And it is good to have all of our wonderful listeners join us. Thank you so much for being here and hanging out with us. Please don't forget, if you would like to write to us, you can send us a message at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com, and we will read it on the show. Yeah, we will. And you can also send us a message at Facebook, our Mandarin Orange Show Facebook. Join our group while you're there. And that's going to do it. I think we're going to do a Mandarin Orange Live soon, although we haven't set a date yet. But we have some fun stuff to do on Mandarin Orange Live. Yeah, we do. Um, We have some giveaways to do, for one. (laughs) So keep an ear out for that. But we'll we'll give you a date as we get closer to that. Yeah. All right. Anything else, Janelle? That's it. That's it for me. Except for that um, other nonfiction book I read. My gosh. God Bless This Mess by Bachelorette Hannah Brown. We all know you read. It's just not part of the segments. Why can't I have my own segment? I well, like nonfiction. In fact, it, what are the books I got at the bookstore? All nonfiction. I'll <laughs> tell you what. If you do an interstitial sound design for it, you can make your own segment. I don't segment. know how to do that. Well, then I control them. <laughs> hmm. You said it. I do. I know. I'm very controlled. You can do it. Anytime you want to come and edit and make a sound thing. I will be, you can be my guest. I'll even plug the microphone in for you. No. <laughs> I'll just slip it in like I always uh, do. Curse you, nonfiction. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it. Thanks again, everyone. And for the Mandarin Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Janelle. And we talk so you don't have to. Mm-hmm.